With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Before we begin, if you like what you hear on Mile High Report Radio Podcast, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now it's time to get to work. Adam, the universe has a way of making everything come together and giving you a beautiful masterpiece. Ah, the stars aligning and whatnot, right? Exactly. And for Broncos country, we haven't seen that the last three years. But we saw it on Sunday. Champ Bailey became the 33rd member of the Broncos Ring of Fame. And the Broncos defense put forth an incredible performance against the Houston Texans. I don't care who you're going against, what team you're playing. If you shut out an NFL offense, that is an incredible performance. And to put a stamp on this, Nikki Jabavala with The Athletic tweeted out this note from the Broncos. The Broncos' all-time games with at least seven sacks and three interceptions, which the Broncos had against the Titans. November 16, 1964, against the New York Jets. The Broncos had eight sacks, six interceptions. November 29th, 1964, against the Oakland Raiders. The Broncos had nine sacks and three interceptions. October 4th, 1970, against the Kansas City Chiefs. 
The Broncos had seven sacks, three interceptions. October 18th, 1970, against the Atlanta Falcons, the Broncos had seven sacks, four interceptions. December 5th, 1971, against the Chicago Bears, the Broncos had nine sacks, three interceptions. And prior to Sunday, the last time that it happened was September 16th, 1984, against the Cleveland Browns. Broncos had seven sacks, three interceptions. The most interesting aspect of that whole thing is you didn't hear me mention the Orange Crush defense. Yeah, that's a, a bit of a shock. Unless you count 1984 as like the tail end of the Orange Crush defense. I mean, Randy Gratishar was still a member of the Denver Broncos. Tom Jackson was still there. Um, but it's 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 almost like calling the no-fly zone volume two, that, you know, after Aqib Tlaib and, and TJ Ward left, uh, still calling the Broncos secondary the no-fly zone. It just it, it, it doesn't have the same gravitas, if you will. Uh, but th- those stats are amazing. And the first two that you mentioned, like you said before we started recording, that's a hell of a week. <laughs> That's a lot of a lot of sacks and interceptions in one week. They were they were having some fun out there, which is which is exciting. That's uh, like the full season for the nineteen sixty Broncos. Yeah, that was it. I think they stopped playing after that. They were done. They're like, all right, we're done. We're going home now. Before that, either. Yeah, they didn't show up for any of the other games. So, no, I. You know what? And just in watching this game, and you made a, a really good statement there. The big takeaway from this has to be the shutout and kind of what it signifies for this team with the way the season started and the fact that it this team looked inept on, on so many levels but then also at times really looked like they were one of were, were a better team than they actually showed in their win-loss column I mean you are what your record says you are but maybe not and this shutout was one of those things where when you're shutting out an NFL offense, you're doing something right. I don't care how bad they are. And when you're playing as well as you are after an 0-4 start, like the Denver Broncos defense is, that says a lot as well. For all the consternation and the the worry and the, you know, is Vic Fangio the right, you know, right guy for the job that was like, okay, this is how far we've come in four games. Everybody's Everybody's starting to see things come together now. Everybody's starting to see the the fruits of the labor. It just, the ball bounced the wrong way a couple of times in those first four weeks, and that's why the Broncos ended up at 0-4. If they can continue to fight through some things, this team has an opportunity at really turning it around. I mean, I'm not going to get crazy and predict the playoffs, but you never know. And I think... What makes it so exciting is what you're seeing defensively. I said this on my Saturday segment on ESPN 1600 in Denver with Michael Clark and Mark Knudsen, where I, I said, I think you're starting to see the Broncos defense finally getting what Vic Fangio and Ed Donatel want the guys to do. They're, they're figuring, they know the system, they know the technique, They know where they need to be. Now they're just playing football. And for the last two weeks, it's the best the Broncos defense has looked since the 2015 Super Bowl year. I don't think I'm going out on a stretch saying that. No. Because they have been absolutely dominant the last two weeks. I I, Absolutely. And the other thing, you mentioned the team figuring out what Vic Fangio and Ed Donatel want. 
I think they've figured out some personnel issues as well because Alexander Johnson is he's a stud. I mean, I'll, I'll just tell you right now, his stat line is fantastic. Uh, again, in in his second week, uh, let me let me pull it up here because I want to make sure I get it right. AJ Johnson, six tackles, three assists, one and a half sacks, one tackle for a loss. The Broncos have needed an inside linebacker for how long now? And and maybe they found him. Mike Purcell comes in and plays well. Uh, Shelby Harris seems to have shifted over and is now playing in a, a better position. Demarcus Walker is playing in his natural position and is having a major impact. Three tackles, one assist, two sacks, two tackles for a loss. The, the players have started to figure things out, and the coaches have started putting them in positions to be successful. And we've talked about that for three years. For three football seasons, we've talked about putting players in a position to succeed. And the last two weeks, and especially this week against the Titans, the Denver Broncos coaching staff has put the defensive players in a position to succeed throughout an entire game. I'm that is That has to be the biggest takeaway here, that they shut out a team, and after all the losing and all the, the last three years, they, they figured something out. It's impressive. I'm very happy about it. And don't look now, but you mentioned Alexander Johnson. Have Do they have an answer at middle linebacker now? Because for the second straight game, he was all over the field. He was absolutely a difference maker on defense from the middle linebacker position. And that's going to be key on Thursday against the Kansas City Chiefs. And we'll talk about more. We'll talk about that more later in the week when we preview the game. But I mean, Joe Rolls talked about this when he did his breakdown of Alexander Johnson. The Broncos have been looking for a middle linebacker like this, who's the complete package. And it seems like Alexander Johnson is the complete package. Since Al Wilson. Yeah, since since Smoke Dog. So, uh, and uh, Johnson went to Tennessee just like Wilson. I, I love the court again, the universal lines, the stars and the moon and the seventh hour and the dawning of the age of Aquarius. I, I don't know if we need the rights for that. Cause I didn't sing it. Um, the other thing that stands out to me, isn't just the seven sacks and the three interceptions. They had 10 quarterback hits. And then on top of that, for the second week in a row, the Broncos run defense was stout. Incredible. They held Derrick Henry to 15 carries for 28 yards. As a whole, the Titans had 21 carries for 39 yards. So two weeks in a row, they've held a team under 40 yards rushing. It's Again, the defense has figured something out. The players have figured something out. The coaches have figured something out, and they have, they have made it work. Uh, the, the Titans are not a good football team. I think offensively they've got some issues, but – they knocked Marcus Mariota out of the game. They made Mike Vrabel, the head coach of the Tennessee Titans, so uh, unsure of who his quarterback was that he pulled Mariota and went to Ryan Tannehill as if that was going to be some type of improvement over what Mariota was doing. And I guess it was because I think he ended up throwing for like 116, or I guess I could look at that as well. Uh, he threw for over 100 yards. But 
I mean, most of that was garbage time yards at the end. He threw for uh, 13. Uh, he was 13 for 16 with 144 yards and one interception. An interception, by the way, that uh, was Kareem Jackson icing the game at the end there. And what a great play that was. How awesome is it to see Kareem Jackson having the impact that he's having, again, for the second week in a row, making a difference in that secondary uh it's nice. Things are falling into place. I don't have any problems with that. As I said in my winners and losers, Kareem Jackson's the tone setter for this defense. With the way that he plays, he plays with a controlled aggression. And I, I think they the Broncos defense has missed a player like that since TJ Ward and Aqib Tlaib both left. He He's a guy who gets you fired up. And I love watching Kareem Jackson play. I loved watching him play for Houston. Now I love watching him play for the Broncos even more than that and it's it's just it it what's so fun about all of this is to see to see it start to come together for the defense and I think they can get even better once they can get guys healthy from the secondary if Bryce Callahan can can get back or Duke Dawson can get back those are guys who you want to see try to get back into the fold because it's just going to make the defense even better and I think we can talk about the offense, but I think you have to give credit to the Titans' defense. The Titans' defense is – It's good. It's really good. It's good. And the Broncos' offense did enough, and that's all you can ask. It wasn't pretty, but you don't get extra – you don't get you don't get beauty points no, this for isn't a win. A, it's in not the a beauty National pageant. That's right. It's not yeah. a beauty pageant. I, I will say this, and we talked about this – before watching Joe Flacco play quarterback is and, and the word you used was perfect so I'm going to steal it from you here it's maddening it's maddening to watch him play quarterback sometimes cuz he's got all the throws and he he has a grasp of the offense that Rich Scangarello wants to run but every once in a while he makes a throw that's just it's it's not a mile off it's it's like a foot a foot to the left or three feet short or you know what I'm saying like it's just a just a little bit off and then he goes and he does something so incredible with some amazing throw like he hit Cortland Sutton down the sideline uh, on that I don't remember how many yards was a 30 something yard pass perfect throw drops it right in the bucket but then on a quick hit he's he's too far behind or too far out in front and it just it's like can you just be consistent can you be as good as you can be all the time and so it's maddening to watch him play quarterback but that's that's where we are I think when it will happen for him is as he starts to develop timing with his receivers, because I think that's still a work in progress. And I I think it's going to come, and eventually he's going to start hitting those passes. And I think what's going to be big on Thursday is James Palmer with NFL Network uh, tweeted that, the Broncos don't believe that Emmanuel Sanders' knee injury is serious. Right. So that's big. That's big because, as we said on on uh, the last podcast, on our whip around the AFC West and the NFL, the Chiefs' defense is trash. So <laughs> it, it'll garbage, be big. It? It'll it'll be big to have Emmanuel Sanders back, and I wouldn't be surprised if they actually held him out because of that. Sure. Yeah. Um, but division it, rival, short week, absolutely. It'll it'll be big to get uh, Emmanuel Sanders back, but I, I think we're seeing Cortland Sutton develop into a legitimate number one receiving threat. 
because he not only had that that deep pass along the sideline, he was also uh, it was a key pass that Flacco hit over the middle to Cortland Sutton. Yep. So I, I think we're we're going to see Flacco start to hit those passes. I think we are going to see it. I think it's only a matter of time. What's going to help him is the run game continually being as effective as it was again on Sunday against the Titans. Yeah. Philip Lindsay had 15 carries for 70 yards, and Royce Freeman added 11 for 34. If you combine that, that's 26 carries for 104 yards. They're averaging around four yards a carry together. That's solid. That's solid. And what Philip Lindsay is doing in in his second year after showcasing as a as a you know a free agent rookie signing, and now everybody knows who he is, and he's still being effective. That to me. It is another huge thing to sort of point at. He had a, a big game and had some big runs at the right time. And you get him down in by the goal line. I think Joe tweeted this out. Joe Rolls tweeted it out, but he's absolutely right. Philip Lindsay is the Denver Broncos goal line back. He just is because he's got something about his vision. He can see the holes better than anybody else. And then he hits them quick. And the next thing you know, it's a touchdown. So, Watching him play football, watching him develop, I think after a week like this, it wasn't an easy week. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like they just rolled right over the Tennessee Titans on on offense, but they put points on the board. They moved the football. They did score a touchdown or two, and and or a, a touchdown, I should say. So it's it's there. It's coming together. It's coming together, but it's not perfect yet. My biggest complaint offensively is the third down efficiency continues to be an issue. And on Sunday against the Titans, the Broncos were two for 14. I want to see the Broncos start to, to be better on third down. And what will help with that is not being in third and long. And it seemed like throughout the entire game, the Broncos were third and long. Yeah. So I, I, I want to start seeing that start to increase and get better. And I think that will help Joe Flacco's, efficiency and is and completing those passes where he's just a little bit off so it's still like you said it's a work in progress and what helps is that the broncos won this game and they can build off of it it'll give them confidence especially heading into a divisional game at home on thursday night and the other big thing that stood out over the course of this game is special teams deontay spencer had a huge punt return and if that's going to be consistent, that's going to flip field position, which is something the Broncos haven't been able to do since the Super Bowl year. <laughs> since 2015, absolutely. Here, I'm going to bore you real quick, though. There were a total of 17 punts in this game, which is way too many. And 11 of those punts took place in the first half. It was it was kind of like war of attrition. And so to your point about Deontay Spencer, if there's going to be that many punts in a football game, you need a guy who can take a punt and switch the field and give you field position that you otherwise wouldn't have. The The thing that drives me nuts about him, and he, he, he did it again this week. He does it every week. He fielded a punt that he probably shouldn't have fielded inside the 10-yard line. He probably should have let it go. And instead, he catches it, and he ends up being tackled around the 10 or 12-yard line, giving the Broncos terrible field position. I would rather see him let those go. It's almost like he's trying to prove that he belongs on the team when he's already made the team. It's like, dude, you're on the team, man. Don't worry about it. We we understand. You can run, but be smart about where you catch the punts. 
And so every once in a while, he he does something like that, that I wish somebody would grab him and say, plant your feet at the 10-yard line. If the ball goes over your head, let it go. But he I, I, has anybody told him that? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm on the sure they staff. have. I, I think. <laughs> I think what he does is he just gets into the game and maybe his adrenaline gets running and he just loses sight of what he's supposed to do. So hopefully Tom McMahon and Vic Fangio can can start to pound into his head. If you're at the ten yard line and it's over your head, let it go. Just plant your feet at the ten yard line. Don't go beyond that. If you have to back up beyond the 10-yard line, you don't want to catch that punt. I know that, and I don't play football. The other winner that I had was Brandon McManus because, for all intents and purposes, he was the offense. Yes, he was. He was 3-for-3 three three on his field goals. And the big thing is that he snapped his seven consecutive misses from over 50 yards with yeah. a 53-yard field goal. I, the last time he made a 50-yard field goal was against the Seahawks in the season opener last season you know and that's rough because i think we as fans right broncos country we like brandon mcmanus and we've always been um excited to see him be successful and obviously you want the kicker to do well and i think a lot of us are really high on his abilities but the beyond 50 if you're going to kick in denver you've got to be accurate beyond 50 because you have to be willing you have to be able to use that to your advantage if you play at home in altitude you want to be able to use the altitude to kick long field goals so it was nice to see him get off the schneid there if you will uh, and get back into being able to hit those it's not that he wasn't able to hit them uh, it's just that he hadn't yet I'm curious I'm gonna tangent here just a little bit if you saw and I can't remember was it the I think it was the Panthers game this morning Panthers and Bucks they were playing in London and there was a, a a dead ball play at the end of the half, and so the the Panthers were able to do a free kick where they could set it on the tee at the fifty yard line, and so they that's where they fielded the punt that they got. So rather than uh, kick a field goal, they went for a free kick, which on an untimed down, and so then they were able to go for three points. If it goes through the uprights on the free kick, you get three points. Did you see that? I did. I was. Were you as confused as I was while you were watching it? I love that it kept showing the fans. And the fans were like, well, no. And you could kind of see everyone was trying to explain what the heck was going on. And clearly nobody knew. I don't think anyone still knows what's going I, on. I don't get it, but they were going for three points. But it wouldn't have been a field goal. So as an owner of the kicker of the Panthers, I was wondering, am I going to get these points if he makes this? Because that's six points. That's a 60-yarder. Do I get that? He missed it anyway. It didn't matter. <laughs> Wide right, if you will. Were the laces in? Uh, yeah, I believe the laces were out. He got to set the ball himself, so it wasn't like... They, they had to hold it, too, so he had to have a holder. It wasn't like um, he could just put it on a tee. He had to hold it. It was. I, I still don't know what happened. I, I He missed the field goal or the free kick or whatever you want to call it. So if you for the, the listeners who haven't read my winners and losers, there was only one loser. And it was the Kansas City Chiefs. Because Fantastic. for the second straight game, they lost at home to an NF to an, an AFC South team last week 
on Sunday night football. It was against the Indianapolis Colts. On Sunday, it was against the Houston Texans. So the never-before-seen Patrick Mahomes and the unbeatable Kool-Aid man of the horrible situational football and clock management that is the Kool-Aid man, Andy Reid, have now lost two straight games. Oh, yeah. And now, whatever it means for Thursday, I don't know. But they were the loser. They were the loser on Sunday, especially when you have that human trash back on the field, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, it was the right. It was the right team to make a loser. It was the right loser to have on there. So, all right. Well, we are. We got anything else? Want to want to hit on anything else here? I think it's just. It, it's fun to talk about wins again, and as we as we said throughout the the first four games of the season, we could tell that the Broncos were on the right path. It was just a matter of putting it together and figuring it out, and they are clearly doing that defensively. But I think this is only the start. You're going to start hopefully getting pieces back, as we said earlier, and Bryce Callahan and some of the other guys defensively back, and we're going to see the offense start to piece it together. So I, I think it's clear at this point, not only is Vic Fangio the right guy for the job and we can end that mess, but the defense is really, really good. And it's what we all thought and expected it to be. And it's, it's nice to have wins again. The arrow is definitely pointing up. You've been listening to mile high report radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to luckylandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at luckylandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.